Good morning, everybody. It's nice to be back. Some of you are going, where were you? Who are you? I'm Claire. Uh, me and Andrew had a debate. I'm formerly known as the youth minister here. I didn't like that title. You just have to know me as Claire. I used to work here. I feel like I'm part of the woodwork. And uh, you all thought you got rid of me, but I'm back. So sorry. I've learned a few things this morning. Number one, never attempt to play a board game in church. Always good. Number two, never put a holiday slap as your first photograph on your slide because you end up being on there the whole the way through. Hope you noticed. If you're ever preaching, don't put your holiday snaps up. That's my view on this. But we are here to think about that passage so wonderfully read to us, but to think about it in the terms of the Father God that we have. We're thinking about family, the Father's way today. And the reason there's a photograph of me on obviously the most scary, scary roller coaster that there ever is, because they let four-year-olds on it, um, is because actually uh, I have discovered being part of God's family... Being part of the father's family is a complete roller coaster of experience, of learning, of journeying, and of being a family together. And I'm going to start with a story that this is Paul's fault. Um, four years ago, four and a half years ago, I led in hospital with the most gorgeous little baby girl who had just been born. She's up there, she's Lucy. And uh, I remember staring beautifully at her and thinking, wow, God's given me such a great gift. And then I heard something that we may hear tomorrow, the sound of a hurricane. And it came from her nappy. (laughs) If you've ever experienced a newborn baby, you will know that what comes out of that end is not a normal colour. It, it is not, it is not nice. There is nothing about it. And Rich looked at me and I looked at him and the nurse kindly said, I think it's time for Lucy's first bath. And me and Rich looked at each other again and Rich went, we will drown her. <laughs> Have you ever looked at how small a baby is and how wriggly they are and how big a bath of water is? Enter the world of parenting. It began from that point onwards, and then it went to cutting fingernails. Have you seen how tiny they are and how big scissors are? And then it went on to, oh my goodness, how do we get them to sleep? Something I still have no idea, to be honest. It was an absolute roller coaster of a learning experience. When I became a Christian at 16, it almost felt a little bit like that. I remember me standing up in my church in Bath and saying, I've become a Christian, and everybody afterwards saying, Welcome to the family. And I thought, I don't know what that means. It was a complete roller coaster of experience, of discovering what it meant to be a daughter of the king, discovering what it meant to be a family with those people that God had placed me in. It's a journey we are all on, a journey I am significantly on at the moment, learning what it means to be family, the Father's way. So, bear with me while we go on a little bit of a roller coaster of a journey this morning. There are hundreds of points coming your way. This is a pent-up preacher coming out again. You might need a piece of paper and a pencil. But what I'm asking you today is, amongst all that I bring, to have an ear to hear what your Father God is saying to you today. 
Most of this probably isn't applicable to you, but God's got something just for you today. Your father wants to speak just to you today. So have your piece of paper and your pen ready, your Bible ready, and write that thing down. Ignore the rest of what I said. You heard it here. But listen, listen to what your father is saying to you. And the first thing I want us to think about, if this is going to work, is a really simple thing, but it's a really significant thing. We've got an absolutely awesome father. In 2 Corinthians, it says this, and it's echoing words that were spoken in the Old Testament. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters. That's an absolutely huge saying. The God of heaven who set this world in motion, the God who put those stars in place, who made everything work so intricately, who even made newborn babies poo that colour, the God who did all of this is your father. I grew up with a really positive role model of a father. He loved me. He uh, was there for me. He taught me about Jesus. I know that's not true for all of us. So when we read these passages, we go, Father, and we instantly see that through the eye of our own experiences of fathers. The Bible doesn't talk about an earthly father at all. In fact, he talks about a An awesome heavenly father who cannot be compared, like we've been singing, to any earthly human, especially an earthly father. Even the best of earthly fathers is even just a glimpse of what our heavenly father is. You see, it's really significant that we grasp this. I'm going to have to grow taller. Because as that passage said to us, that Chris read... We have a father who is compassionate to his child. A father who knows us better than we even know ourselves. A father who forgives us, heals us, redeems us, crowns us with love, it says. Now, you're looking very comfortable. You need to stop because I need you to grab your Bibles and we're going to talk to each other. Sorry, I'm back. But grab your Bibles and find Psalm 103 for me. It's what was just read. I think 605... Somewhere around the sixes. Psalm 103. All the uh, commentators I've read about this particular passage this week highlight that many of the attributes mentioned here in Psalm 103 are actually God's parenting attributes. They are characteristics of a perfect father. Let me give you an example. It talks about there a God who heals our diseases. My poor hubby is stuck at home uh, with Sam, who was vomiting all last night. And uh, he's doing his best to care for small child whilst having lively four-year-old around as well while I preach today. He's given him cowpole. He's changed his nappy. He's done everything physically that he can do to keep Sam comfortable and get better. I'm hoping he's using the antibacterial wipes that I left around the place as well. But actually, the God who is our father, doesn't give us cowpole. He heals us from the inside out. A characteristic of God's fatherhood is that he hates it when we're sick, that it's not part of his original plan for us, that he loves us so much that he longs for us to be well, physically, mentally, and spiritually. 
We have a God who heals. We don't always see that for many reasons. But we have a God who does long to heal us in one way or another. Now, what I'd love you to do is with the person next to you, read this passage through again and talk about what characteristics can you see here of God's fatherhood. What things here, like the fact he heals, are part of God's characteristics of being a father? I want you to talk about them with the person next to you, and then I want one of you out of your two to be very brave and come and write some things on the flip charts. There's one upstairs, so you don't get away upstairs. Sorry. Uh, In fact, there's two upstairs. We've got good stuff. Right. And there's one here and one here. I want you to just come, and you could just write a word so that everybody can see. It might be God heals, or it might be uh, Father's compassion. Whatever it is that you read that is a parenting characteristic there, I'd love you to come and fill it uh, on this piece of paper just for a few minutes. And maybe we can just have a, a little bit of background music on whilst we do that so we don't fall embarrassed. So read the passage, find a characteristic and come and write it on the piece of paper. You'll see why in a moment. Thank you. Slow to anger. Who had that one? <laughs> I'm not surprised that that one was first as a parenting characteristic. God forgives and he gives. Every good thing comes from God. Abounding in love shows mercy and is kind. Slow to anger and abounding in love. Fairness for all his children. Justice crowns us with compassionate love. Gives us good things. Understands our frailty. That part about the fact that we are like grass, I think, is a massively significant part. He knows us. He loves us sinners too. Someone with a booming voice. I saw Simon Koshuk. Do you have a booming voice? <laughs> Can you read uh, what's upstairs for me? Because I haven't got my glasses. Sign of age. I need my binoculars. That's true. Booming voice. Thank you. Satisfies your desires. With good things. With good things. Removes our transgressions. Slow to anger. anger. Doesn't carry forward grudges. grudges. Eternal love. love. Forgives all our sins. sins. As in control. And is kind. kind. See if this side, who got extra brownie points for having a cue. Our Father is compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love. He does not accuse always. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. Unconditional and unending love for us. Does not treat us as we deserve. He forgives us. He's abounding in love. He does not harbor his anger forever. And he forgives all our sins. What a perfect Father we have. Anyone agree? Oh, okay, a few of you are still awake. The parenting characteristics of our Father can be found throughout the Bible, but this passage, I think, highlights some things that we need to hear today. This is who our Heavenly Father is. I put a few down, and I spent again this morning. Oh, see, I need to be taller. Forgives, heals, redeems, crowns you with love, satisfies your desires, renews your youth, 
Grace works for justice in your life, slow to anger. Grace again, loves like no other. Grace knows us completely, bringing blessings through generation. My father is a king. Didn't quite get that, but the right at the end, it talks about the fact that we have a king who's our father. You're a prince and a princess. We have crowns up in our house that say Princess Lucy and Prince Sam to remind us that we are princes and princesses of the king. You may all come dressed as princesses next week to remind yourselves if you wish. We have an awesome heavenly father who parents us in an awesome heavenly way. So another question for you to talk together with the person next to you, or if you would rather, maybe write it down, whatever is good for you in this moment. We'll have that song back on again. How is God parenting you at the moment? Let me give you a small example. Lucy started school in September, and I discovered very quickly that my daughter and school equals exhausted child. So by four o'clock, she's like, oh, this is on the sofa. Or yelling at me. And Lucy's the most placid person I know, but she's got a really good temper on her at the moment because she's so tired. And I learned very quickly that she knows how to press my buttons. And we've had some good little sparring moments over the last few weeks. God parenting me at the moment means that he's teaching me that I need to be slow to anger and rich in love. So instead of looking at this little girl who is yelling at me in a way that I've never heard before from her lips, I need to be slow to anger and give her the love that actually is what she needs and put her to bed about 20 past four. So my way that God is teaching me at the moment is that he's parenting me in that way. With the person next to you, how is God parenting you at the moment? How is the father loving you or teaching you or showing you what's next or showing you what's now? You've got a few minutes. Let's have that song back on. If you know uh, my testimony, you will know that I was a good rebellious teenager in uh, the non-good type. We've all got moments of being rebellious. And so I guess the next point is whilst we might be able to recognize the parenting that God is doing in our lives, how much parenting have you allowed God to do in you recently? How much space are you allowing God to father you? How much space and time are you allowing those things you've just talked about to shape you and hold you? The band are going to come up, and as we think about that, we're going to hear a song that was just playing so beautifully. God sings over us, says that in Zephaniah. It says that God parents us, and John already mentioned that passage earlier about how God gives us good things. He doesn't give you a scorpion. He doesn't give you bad things. He is there to prosper you. He fathers us in a perfect way. He disciples us. He disciplines us but he does it out of love and compassion. He shows us what it means to be loved. So let's just for a moment allow God to speak to us. How is he parenting at you at the moment? What things is he trying to teach you? Maybe it's just that you are loved.
And are you being an open child of God saying, I want you to parent me? Or are you being more like a rebellious teenager and saying, actually, I don't really want you to do that in my life, God. That's a hard thing to admit. But I've been there many times. I've heard so many songs, listened to a thousand tongues, but there's one thing, the Father's song singing over us, that's all that matters. Are you going to let the Father have his way? Let's listen to the song, but let's also be open to God's spirit working here. Have an ear to the song and an ear to what he's saying. Let's leave. Thank you for being a perfect father to me, oh God. Thank you for the way you're working in me, the way you're loving me, discipling me, disciplining me, and changing me. Thank you that you love me so much, that you call me your daughter or your son. Thank you that I'm adopted into your family. Teach me what that means. Show me what that means so that I may live as a free son and daughter of the living God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have a seat just for a moment. You thought it was over, but no. More pain coming your way. We don't just have an awesome father, but uh, we have a God who has adopted us into our family. That goes without saying in some ways, because we have a father. But we are not orphans at all. Sarah Richardson spoke brilliantly about this at Alice Baptism back at the beginning of September. And Ephesians 1 says you are adopted into the family. And you were adopted before even the world began. And therefore, it goes without saying, I guess, but I'm going to say it anyway. We are all welcome. If you take your 21st uh, century glasses off, and look at the Bible as uh, what God says family is about. We learn very quickly that it's not about biology in any single way. It's not about the fact that you are uh, born by, you know, mum and dad. It's about the fact that you're born again. And the Old Testament especially gives us a glimpse of what God's initial idea was for family. Now, I'm going to go really fast through this very quickly, but bear with me. Write notes, listen to it again, whatever it is. We are all part of God's family because he has chosen us. That's what Ephesians 1 says, but it's not part of a biological family. It's about of a family that is spiritual. If you look at Abraham, and when it uses the word family, it doesn't use it in the Hebrew. It uses household. It included the sheep. That's a bit worrying. There's no sheep here today. We've had bees in church before. That was fun. But actually, the Old Testament idea of family wasn't 2.4 children. It was about an extended family. We see that again and again with Abraham, with Moses. And then into the New Testament, Lydia baptized her extended family, her whole household. You have a father who has adopted you into an extended family family. And learning what that means is a roller coaster. Learning what that means is exciting. Learning what that looks like, putting God as father and learning to love and be like God in your extended family, learning to be like Jesus is an exciting adventure that you are welcome into. A 
I think today that's where I'm going to leave it. But let's just think for a moment. How is God parenting you? The chances are that he is parenting you so that you can parent others in your extended family in the same way. Just as God is teaching me to love Lucy and be slow to anger but quick to love, God is teaching you things. He is parenting you so that you can do that in the extended family that he has placed you in. Those characteristics we read in Psalm 103, they are characteristics of our perfect father. But our perfect father longs for us to be a bit more like that. Those things you've written up here. God is wanting to do those things to you and in you so that you become those kind of people who forgive easily, who learn to pray healing into other people's lives, who learn to expect God's presence in other people's lives as well as your own. So very quickly, just on your own, what is God teaching you as, a, as he's parenting you? And how are you supposed to be doing that within your extended family? What is God saying to you in the moment, right now? Write it down. Do what you need to remember it to take it into tomorrow. And then we're going to pray together.